Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Back to our our real crime or our true crime uh, weekly discussion. And we've been discussing the, the DA's office and and everything that goes on there. And uh, not to be confused with our LISC series, which is every Wednesday. Uh, here we are on a Monday speaking with you. And I have a very special guest. He's an attorney. He's a former prosecutor. Uh, his name is Brendan Chow. He uh, comes highly recommended from, from all who know him. And he's got a very interesting case right now that, uh, that deals with the DA's office. And, uh, well, actually, it has to deal with the commissioner's office when the current DA, Tim Sinney, was the commissioner. And uh, there's a whole case that everyone should be made aware of. But let me introduce Brendan Chow, attorney at law to everyone. Brendan, how are you? I'm well, Frank. Thanks for having me on. Well, listen, I'm thrilled to have you. And and if you don't mind, let let's get before we get started uh, with the with the case. Let's get a little bit of your history, if you don't mind, and and start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Well, it's a long story, and I'll keep it short because I know your listeners have uh, limited time, or perhaps you do. Uh, born right in St. Vincent's, uh, Manhattan, uh, some time ago. I grew up in County Wicklow in Ireland. Moved back to the States, uh, graduated high school in Queens, uh, joined the Marine Corps, spent four years there, came back, went to college locally, went to law school down in Virginia, and my first job out of law school was uh, out in Suffolk County. So I, uh, I'm very familiar with a lot of the, uh, the folks out in Suffolk. Uh, it was a great office when I worked there. Uh, I don't know much about it these days, um, but when I worked there, it was staffed by some of the best attorneys I've ever met. Yeah, well, listen, I, it, a lot of good people came out of uh, that office, but, uh, you know, currently uh, the DA off, uh, DA's office is under tremendous scrutiny. And, and one of the reasons, and this is me speaking, this is not Brendan speaking or the station speaking, but one of the reasons is there's a very, uh, very uh, inexperienced district attorney who was uh, happened to be a neighbor of a... Uh, of the county executive Steve Ballone, and uh, when when he did a nationwide quote unquote, uh, and, and guys get this, a nationwide uh, search for a police commissioner, he uh, he prom- I, God knows how much money he spent on this, but he uh, he he searched the whole country to get the best possible commissioner for Suffolk County Police Department, which uh, of course had all kinds of issues with Chief Burke having. Uh, his issues and uh, and and doing time, and of course later on, the district attorney Tom Spoda and his right hand uh, uh, doing getting a five year sentence. Uh, but the the county executive, after a long search, came up with his neighbor and protege uh, Tim Sinney for the police commissioner's job. I guess after after looking and searching the whole country, he came up with a guy, you know, about five houses away from him who was his protege and, and who had no law enforcement experience, which was kind of interesting. Having said that, uh, you know something a little bit uh, about that uh, that that commissionership, uh, you know, his his reign as commissioner of, of the Suffolk County Police. And I guess that's where we start. Can you give us a little bit of the history on the case that you currently have? Sure. 
so my practice is primarily focused on discrimination law, and uh, this particular case does have some aspects of discrimination, and there's also a First Amendment uh, issue here, a retaliation claim, uh, and it basically boils down to my client, Donna Schultz, uh, having been hired by Tim Sinney as the, uh, the director of communications for the police department when he was the, the commissioner over there. And she worked there for two years. And <clears throat> she came on, uh, she was recruited by Justin Myers, who's one of the named defendants. Now, I want to be clear that Tim Sinney was not a named defendant in this matter. Right. Uh, Ms. Schultz made that decision early on. Uh, I spoke to her about the pros and cons, and uh, she uh, decided that um, Justin Myers was more appropriately named as a defendant. But uh, Tim Sinney's name is definitely important in the case because he hired uh, Donna away from a, a lucrative position that she held in the private sector in Great Neck. Uh, she was uh, the director over there. She was recruited away by the police department after having gone through a significant background check. And then several years later, she found out that uh, that was not the case. Her background check uh, didn't pass muster, allegedly, and she was fired. But there's a number of things that happened in between that we believe really boils down to um, anger on the part of Myers and others for her blowing the whistle on Justin Myers' conduct in uh, getting Mr. Cini elected during the course of his run-up to be uh, the DA of Suffolk back in 2016 or 17, um, there was a lot of electioneering going on by a number of uh, people in office, including Justin Myers. Uh, during the workday, he was at his house, and Ms. Schultz, my client, would go there to drop off materials. And Myers, along with several other highly placed individuals, were sitting around computers working on drafts for... Uh, various election campaign issues. Um, Mr. Myers was uh, seen and observed doing this on a number of occasions. And my client had brought this to the attention of several high-placed uh, Suffolk Police Department uh, police officers uh, shortly after he became the chief of staff for CINI as the DA. It's, it sounds very Byzantine and complicated, but... Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and ultimately what led to my client's downfall was uh, a text message she got from Myers to call her uh, after he left the police department. He was working for the, the DA's office. He says, if you don't call me in the next uh, 10 minutes, you're going to get a, a bad call from the commissioner. That was Commissioner Cameron. And nine days later, she reported this. Sorry, in between that, she reported this. Nine days later, she was fired. So the, the justification that the, the county and the police department and everyone else that we named as a defendant, the justification was she failed this background check. Uh, the background check was she had a misdemeanor conviction approximately 10 years before she was hired by the police department. Cindy uh, knew about it. Myers knew about it. Dennis Cohen knew about it. Everybody knew about it and said it was perfectly fine, it was in the past, it wasn't a felony, uh, and they, they allowed her to work for two years in the position, and within days of her blowing the whistle on Myers, she's told that misdemeanor conviction is the basis for her being fired. 
Amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing. That's it. That's a mouthful, Frank. I, I hope it was clear to you. It may not be so clear to some of your listeners, but um, it's there's a lot of players. There's some details. I, I hope I was able to break it down for you. Yeah, no, without question. But let me let me remind folks that are just tuning in a little late or just turning on their radios a little late. You're listening to the voice of Brendan Chow. He's a, a highly respected attorney. Uh, here on Long Island, and he's uh, he's got a case against Justin Myers, who is the um, I, I guess the chief of staff or whatever for for Tim Sinney as district attorney now. But it has to do with the that that bizarre commissionership that Tim Sinney found himself in uh, again with no law enforcement experience. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Brendan Chow is our very special guest. But let me just uh, let me clarify a couple things. First of all, I'm in touch with so many people who are currently working with Tim Sinney at this point and and police officers. And there's so many, so many police officers that are that were outraged that he took over as a commissioner. Um, he took over as commissioner uh, with no experience whatsoever. And then Justin Myers uh, also has a, repu- a terrible reputation and and a, about, uh, you know, exactly what you said, electioneering on uh, on county time, on taxpayers' time, and uh, that's basically what they did. And this is what the Bologna administration is is uh, is known for. It's this is corruption. This is corruption at its worst. And everyone that I've ever spoken to in that office who's familiar with this case is well aware that Donna E. Schultz um, was was upfront with uh, with Tim Sinney with. Uh, with Justin Myers and with whoever else was uh, was involved uh, about a misdemeanor. Let's let's put it in perspective. It was a misdemeanor, and she was allowed to work two years. Um, with them understanding that when she wasn't willing to go along with the program, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Chow, when she wasn't willing to go go along with the program, uh, she was threatened, uh, and she basically. Uh, she basically was fired, and they used that as an excuse to fire her. That's disgraceful, and I, I've got to believe they're going to pay in court, and that's just me, uh, my own speculation on that. But th- this is corruption at its worst. Uh, uh, my sympathy, uh, obviously, for reasons of full disclosure, are with uh, Miss uh, Miss Schultz, Miss Sh- uh, Schultz, and uh, it, it just a tremendous injustice here. Frank McKay, once again with Brendan Chow, attorney at law, and we're talking about Tim Sinney, uh, and more specifically his chief of staff, Justin Myers, who he, he puts a lot of faith in, and uh, terrible, uh, terrible corruption here in Suffolk County. Uh, having said all of that, uh, Brendan, did, did I get anything wrong there, right? I'm sure you've heard the same thing, uh, it, that so many people that are that are in this office now are, are sympathetic with, um, uh, with Ms. Schultz. And uh, and and they were quite aware of what happened, and they were quite aware of why she was fired. I think that's that's very true, very accurate. And interestingly, after this uh, case was filed, uh, News 12 had done a, a little piece on it, and for about a week and a half, my phone was ringing off the hook from people, uh, former employees, current employees, calling to um, complain. Uh, we haven't brought any other claims, but. There's been a number of people who have found themselves in um, similar situations but didn't meet the criteria that um, I, I use to measure the quality of a case before I bring it forward. And uh, one of the things I mentioned early on was 
you know, there's a discrimination aspect and the First Amendment retaliation uh, to the case. One of the things here that um, that we brought in the case that uh, I guess addresses, I didn't call it corruption in the complaint, but uh, you can call it what you want, but there's certainly, you know, some backroom um, shenanigans going on. And one of the things here is they've relied on this misdemeanor conviction as the basis to, to fire her. And as a matter of uh, public record, if you searched, and this is how I find it, quite frankly, if you search on um, Google, you'll find a whole host of police officers. And I, I don't want to besmirch the police department. I worked with them for years. I have nothing but respect for the job they do. Um, and some of them got in trouble. Some of them got in trouble for very significant crimes. They got arrested. Uh, they were convicted and uh, were not fired. They were they retired or in most cases they retired. They were receiving significant pensions. Uh, and that examples of that type of uh, leniency are I'm aware of at least two, three, maybe more. And then there's instances where they were not even charged following significant criminal conduct. Um, so, so my client, uh, Donna, um, has this conviction that she was up front with from the very beginning, was assured that it wouldn't be a, a bar to, to employment. And then now it's thrown up in her face that, no, sorry, um, that's going to be the reason we're firing you. And in all the cases that I've seen, all of the, the officers were men. Now, coincidence, perhaps, but um, one of the claims that we brought is they've treated her differently because of her gender. So, so that's one other aspect that I didn't really touch on at the outset, Frank. Yeah, well, look, it, I think we're reading it loud and clear. This is, uh, honestly, this case is well known among insiders. It's frightening for Tim Sinney. It's frightening for Justin Myers. Um, when you start getting into the uh, the the character of both men, and uh, you know, especially well, this this is specifically you know uh, concentrating on Justin Myers, and I understand why uh, uh, why Donna why uh, Donna Schultz did not bring this. Uh, well, I've never met in person, but I've I've spoken to on the phone. I understand why she didn't bring Tim Sinney into it. I imagine, uh, you know, if you brought him in, you'd have recusals everywhere um, from uh, every every judge imaginable uh, because it's the district attorney and maybe have less here, less happening here. Uh, what can you tell us about Justin Myers that uh, that we don't know? And I let's assume the the people that'll listen to here have no idea who Justin Myers is, but he, but he does have a colorful past. And uh, he's uh, he's a fascinating character and and was clearly by all accounts uh, campaigning for uh, for Tim Sinney uh, while uh, he was working for the commissioner's office. Well, for the, the, the police department, I should say. And um, and and certainly uh, it, it's been alleged that he is campaigning on taxpayer time at uh, at uh, Tim Sinney's office here as uh, as district attorney. Uh, what do you know about Justin Myers that you could share uh, share with us? Right. So I I'm quite sure you've spoken on his character and his his history on your show in the past, or if you haven't, you intend to. 
Um, and I don't think I would bring anything new, quite frankly. But there is uh, a couple of things that I mentioned in, in the complaint because I, I prefer to keep a lot of my comments strictly to, to what I've already alleged in the complaint. But, but one, of the, one of the issues is there seems to be some type of anger management issue with, with uh, Mr. Myers. And uh, I haven't met him. Um, I expect I'll be deposing him in a deposition uh, in the coming months, and I'll get to spend some, some time with him then. But um, certainly some of the anecdotal stories I've heard, and one that I've mentioned in my complaint is about his uh, alleged assault of a, a Newsday reporter or a News 12 reporter. Chow Lam. Um, that's right. Uh, you know about that. You may have already discussed it. And, uh, you know, a complaint was made, and uh, for whatever reason, I think reading between the lines, you know exactly why, no charges were ever brought. Um, the very office that employs him would be would have been responsible, obviously, for investigating him. So um, that, as far as I know, has either just uh, been 86th altogether or never really got any traction. So um, that's the one issue that I raised in, um, in the complaint. There's a text message that he sent her, the profane text message about um, there was a day back in January of 18 where Donna Schultz was at a funeral at a wake. And there was a day when the whole police department was um, honoring a fallen police officer. And the police department's policy is that all social media platforms are dedicated to that particular officer. And that makes sense. Um, a fallen officer deserves that type of uh, solemn respect. Justin Myers uh, was at the DA's office and had been texting Donna to, to get certain um, messages out on the platform, and she didn't respond quickly enough, and he started to text her. There was um, some profanity, and this was the same series of text messages where he threatened her with an uncomfortable call from uh, police commissioner, uh, acting police commissioner Cameron. So it, it was somewhat um, of a, a foreshadowing of what was to come, in our opinion, that within several days of Donna reporting that uh, to two of Cameron's um, assistants, she was fired nine days later. So um, I, I think his, his fingerprints were all over this, uh, uh, Myers that is, and the, the cooperation of uh, the Deputy County Executive uh, Cohen and Acting Commissioner, former Acting Commissioner Cameron uh, is pretty clear. Uh, we still have to prove that, obviously, but just the uh, the, 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 uh, the sequence of events and the timing is just something more than a coincidence. Uh, once again, Brendan Chow is our very special guest, and we're talking about a uh, a case. And hopefully we'll get him get him back and and talk to him uh, once more for, uh, more before the election, and get any updates on that. Uh, but. Uh, you know, he had mentioned, uh, and Brendan Chow is the attorney for Donna E. Schultz, who was fired, uh, very suspiciously fired. I mean, it's if, if you can't read, read between the lines of why she was fired, she was, uh, she was potentially a, a whistleblower. She was someone who wasn't going along with the program. Again, these are my words. And uh, and Cindy and Justin Myers wanted her out of there before, um, you know, she she blew the whistle on everything that was uh, that was going on illegally over there. That's my words, uh, not Brendan Chow's words or uh, or Donna's words. But um, 
you know, without question, you could read between the lines and know what happened there. Uh, corruption at its worst at our DA's office, and uh, that's Tim Sinney. He's up for re-election uh, this year, and he's in, running in a very, very tough tough year for climate for, for Democrats, and he doesn't have the support of any of the minor parties that he had last time, and a very difficult run for him. Um, we're we're going to—I'm going to go back to Brendan Chow for uh, just a quick second, but— uh, he's uh, he's on the run, and, and we're coming up on commercial break. And, Brendan, uh, is there anything you want to leave us with? And, uh, again, we appreciate your time, and hopefully we can get you back for a little more. Uh, well, one um, allegation that we had made was um, something that I thought was kind of uh, works with – well, not works with, but is um, – it goes to support this idea that Myers was supporting Sini in every opportunity or in every opportunity he could. There was a situation where Sini had uh, left his wallet in the county car and it was stolen. And uh, it was out there as uh, information. It was becoming more well-known. And Myers called uh, Donna Schultz and specifically said, you do not talk about that. And for obvious reasons, yes, it's very embarrassing. But this is just showing uh, Meyer's constant need to uh, to uh, contain the narrative and, and control the story, even after he left the the police department. Amazing, uh, just absolutely amazing. Uh, Brendan Chow, thank you very much for being here. You're very welcome, Frank. And it was great talking. And I'd be happy to come back and uh, talk about anything that you feel is uh, useful or relevant. Thank you, Brendan, and and to everyone there, just to uh, kind of put it in a nutshell, um, we've been talking to uh, uh, Brendan Chow. He's the attorney for Donna E. Uh, Schultz, and she was fired. Uh, most people, anybody who knows the situation would say unjustly fired uh, nine days after a, a, a very disturbing text came from Justin Myers, uh, the right hand to Tim Sinney. And, uh, you know, basically she just uh, she wasn't going along with the program. She wasn't going to break any laws. She wasn't going to 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 do anything to uh, be offensive to a, a fallen police officer. And, and she just wouldn't go along with uh, with the program. Basically, uh, in in short, uh, there, there's a lawsuit going on ag against Justin Myers. Justin Myers, uh, uh, again, uh, a very famous case against a Newsday reporter, Chow Lam, well-respected Newsday reporter, uh, where he um, uh, he got physical with her somewhere in Southampton, and uh, we'd love to have Chow on. She's no longer a, a Newsday reporter, but Newsday has you know has just closed their eyes on that situation. I don't understand it. Uh, we invite anyone from Newsday or Mr. Sinion to discuss what happened, or Justin Myers. On any, please, Justin. I'll I'll give you car fare to come here, and uh, we would love to have you on. Uh, but we would love for you to answer these allegations. And and again, any anything that resembles violence against women or bullying against women is, is something that uh, that that has to be addressed and has to be discussed. Uh, the corruption in the DA's office is just is, is rampant. Uh, it's uh, the former DA is is looking at five years, not looking at five. He's uh, about to serve five years uh, with Chris McPartland in his right hand, and 
uh, and, and Tim Sinney, I, you know, who knows what, what his future, where his future lies, but uh, Justin Myers and, uh, and Tim Sinney have been running, uh, you know, a, a continuation of the Spoda um, office, a lot of influence from Jimmy Burke and from Tom Spoda in that office. Uh, Frank McKay, signing off for now. We'll be back after this uh, commercial break. Brendan Chow has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.